Hello and welcome to livealittlehigher.com. This week we continue learning Perkyavot. We're in chapter 4, Mishnah 11, where Rabbi Yonasan says, Whoever fulfills the Torah despite poverty will ultimately fulfill it in wealth. But whoever neglects the Torah because of wealth will ultimately neglect it in poverty. So several commentaries challenge this interpretation of the Mishnah because it's evident that many devoted scholars have learned Torah all their lives but they have never become rich. And uh, when there is the fulfillment of this, where is the fulfillment of this Mishnah's promise? So here Rabbi Tversky is telling us that this Mishnah is not a promise to people. Rabbi Yonasan is not saying whoever studies Torah is going to become wealthy. This is not the wording he's using. What he's saying is that whoever learns Torah in poverty, it's a more of a statement, when he becomes rich, if he becomes rich, most likely he'll also learn Torah. This is something that will never change in his life. And the same applies the other way around. If a person uh, neglected Torah when he was rich, ne when, God forbid, if he becomes poor, he's also going to neglect Torah. So, so this is a statement that it's making and this interpretation of the Mishnah conveys an important psychological concept. One of the most thorny issues we confront in psychology is that of control. And, um, and Rabbi Tversky is a great psychiatrist, so he knows a lot about this. And he's telling us that many people have a big problem relinquishing control. That this is a very big issue of this time in, in, our, in our age. And um, he says that the, in olden days, people didn't suffer from such a need to control because life was very there was no control. There was, if the chicken didn't give them the eggs that day, they would have no eggs. They couldn't go to the supermarket and buy eggs. Life was what it was. It was what it was given to them. So their faith was a much higher faith. But today, in this technological world, people have become more control freaks because of the illusionary control they feel they have. So for example, today with your iPhone, you have the, you have the world in the palm of your hands. You can read the news, you can send tweeters, you can watch TV, you can do whatever you want from that phone. You can turn on the lights of your house, you can turn on the alarm system of your house, you can see the camera of your business, what's going on in your business. So people, think they have control but in reality we don't have control there's this is something that we that one of the biggest things aha moments that I had in my life I, as a Balshuva as a person that started growing in Torah and mitzvot was when I was ready when I was able to let go when I was able to say you know what I don't control the world I don't control anything the only thing I can control if I with a lot of effort is if I'm gonna scream or not scream, if I'm gonna be calm or not calm, and not even that. And, uh, and when I came to that realization, a very big load came off my, my shoulders. But before that, I was always anxious, my stomach was always tied up, because control, like I had an appointment and there was traffic in the highway and I was gonna be late 40 minutes and I would like hyperventilate and it, because I couldn't control the situation. So what he's telling us here 
is that today people feel that they have much more control than our grandparents felt. But in reality, it's illusionary. It's not real. It's, a, it's, an, it's, it's not there. We, we don't control anything. So we see here that what happens when a per person strikes it rich, there is always a risk that he may fall into a trap of thinking, um, of thinking himself in control. Like when a person uh, works, uh, suddenly he becomes super rich. He feels like, you know, I, I made it. I made this money. I, I hit the jackpot. I worked very hard. I, it's me. It's me. It's me. But if he will remember the days when he was a destitute and had very little control of things, he may avoid this pitfall. And we find this in Moses' message to the, to the Jewish people as they were about to enter the land of Israel, that Moses told them that when they prosper inside the land of Israel, they may think that their good fortune is a result of their own efforts and that they are in control. And this is the biggest lesson we had with the manna, that the food fell from the sky to the Jews every day. They had exactly what they needed to eat. They never lacked. And they had everything they needed. So when the Jewish people were in the desert, they had no control. They were relaxed. They had faith. They knew Hashem was feeding them. They had no doubt who was feeding them. But what Moshe is telling the Jewish people is once you enter the land of Israel and you start plowing the land and you start making it fertile and you start growing things there and you start making money and you start becoming, um, you, you feel that you are in control. You feel that you are the one that is producing all this. So he's saying here uh, that, that the, and may con consequently falter in their trust in God and he therefore reminded them that they had been helpless slaves and it, that it was God who delivered them from slavery. So this is why every day in the morning in Shaharit, we say that we were slaves in Egypt and God took us out. It was him that took us out of Egypt. Because we have to be constantly reminded who takes us out of Egypt. And it's not only once a day. Every second of our day, we're constantly being taken out of Egypt. And this is, we don't do it ourselves. This was, Hashem is the one that helps us get out of Egypt. So he told them to remember their 40 years of wandering in the desert, when they were totally dependent on God's providing them with food and water in the barren wilderness. And that they should never forget, even when they live in luxury, that they are totally dependent on God. And indeed, we are taught that except for the freedom of choosing between right and wrong, which is, this is the free choice we have, this is it, we choose to keep Torah or not keep Torah, every facet of our lives is under, really under divine control. So everything that happens to us is under Hashem's realm. If, if it rains today, if it doesn't rain, if you fall down, if whatever happens to you, everything is orchestrated by God. And if a person has the illusion that he's always under control, uh, he, uh, when things go badly, uh, then it's like, a, like an obstinate alcoholic that won't allow to, to really uh, confront his problem, and he will always be trying to defend why he's drinking and justify it, and he'll say, no, I'm in control. I control how much alcohol I take. But in reality, he doesn't control. The alcohol controls him. 
So I recall that he says, Rabbi Tversky here, that he recalls, recalls the case of a steel magnate who lost everything. The steel magnate it was a very rich man, but he used to drink a lot of alcohol and he used to play in the casinos and he lost everything. He lost his job, he lost his money, he lost his wife, his kids his car, his house, everything he had. And because of this, he ended up going to a, a rehab place where he could, uh, where he could uh, uh, take care of this addiction. And when he was uh, done with the treatment, he had nowhere to go and they offered that he should go to a half house and continue his treatment there and uh, till he was well. And this magnet uh, refused to go to this half house because he said, no, I'm in control. I'm in control. I know I can do it. And um, so the moment of truth came when one day uh, Rabbi Tversky was standing on the halfway house with his hands in the pocket. And when suddenly occurred to, to Rabbi Tversky that he had no keys, he had no keys and uh, he had no keys to lock up the place. And then, and then he went on to say that uh, the, the magnate was there and when he saw that the doctor didn't have the keys, he said to him, after six years of sobriety, I can now show you the keys to my apartment, my office and my car. Whenever I look at these keys, I'm reminded of when I had none, none, and that if I should ever again think that I can control alcohol, I will likely have no keys again. So this was uh, something that hit Rabbi Tversky and he realized, you know, you can lose everything in one second. We really have no control of anything. So this concept is important and is conveyed in this Mishnah that Torah observance requires trust in God. A person who observes Torah while he was very poor very likely uh, realized the limitations of his own powers and came to trust in God. So it's very important when a person is poor, God forbid, since he relies in God for everything, he has complete faith in Hashem. The rich person, he has to work on this. It's even harder because he thinks he's, he's, he makes everything for himself. He's in control. I remember this story. I don't know if it's real or not real. It's said about one of the Rothschilds that someone, her, his son asked him that, um, uh, how much money do we have? And the father said to him, you know what? I'm, I'm just going to tell you this. We'll never die of hunger. And one day he went into his safe, it was a big room, he went into the safe and the door locked behind him and then he was locked in there for days and nobody knew where he was. Suddenly they realized maybe he was locked in the safe and when they came in, he had died. Why? Because he had nothing to eat. So I don't know if it's a true story or not, but it's shocking that really not even the richest person in this world that has no, no, doesn't even think, I have no problem, I know where, that I have food in my table today. Really, we're not in control. We don't control anything. So the, the, what we learn here, that however a person whose wealth resulted in his thinking himself as all-powerful may very likely not develop trust in God and may retain the illusion of omnipotence even when stark reality tells him otherwise. So what it's telling this Mishnah is that in reality 
the person that studies Torah in poverty is a person that really trusts in God, is a person that believes in Hashem, has no control. So when he becomes rich, if he keep, keeps himself humble, he's going to be the same way. But a person that is rich, even if he becomes poor, he thinks he's in control. So the whole uh, Mishnah is really to teach us that we are never in control and that we have to be the best we can be with what we have. We have that's our responsibility in life. We have to do the best we can. But at the end of the day, the outcome is in Hashem's hands. So I wish you a blessed week and remember, live a little higher. Thank you. 